everyone, welcome to In the Garage podcast by CarParts.com. I'm Mark DeGrasse, and today I have Jerome Dietches on the show, and we're talking uh, what's happening with the off-roading industry, the you know car industry in general, SEMA, uh, you know your whole background in automotive, working for Motor Trend, all that fun stuff. So I'm very excited to have this conversation today. Oh well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. This is a pretty cool studio, and it's nice to be a part of it. Um, yeah, I mean, I well, you just got back. We were just talking off off uh, offline, and you said you were just got back from your first SEMA. Was it your first? Yes. One? Yeah. yeah okay. Man, I was not. I didn't know what to expect. I kind of, yeah. you know, I've been to car shows, LA Auto Show. I grew up in Southern California, so I've been to some, but this was like little different. You get a trade nuts. show versus an actual automotive show like the LA Auto Show, where it's just you know, you downstairs you've got all the booths, yeah. but it's. Uh, I mean, I started in '97 um, with a company called Motor Trend. I'm sure a lot of people know, and that was my first. I was 24 years old and SEMA was in two halls. So you had your West hall and I think there was the North hall. <clears throat> and even at that time it was extremely overwhelming. I mean, yeah. I went in there and maybe 2000 vendors and I had probably a hundred that I was supposed to meet with during like a three day period. Yeah. Uh, then as the years went on, I mean, now they have the South hall upstairs and downstairs. Now they have the new West hall where all the trucks are. And they've got the test, the cool Tesla tunnel. If you've yeah. gone through that, yeah. No, was, actually, I was trying to get a uh, Uber and I end oh. up in the Tesla line, and I'm like, I don't know where these Teslas are coming into this space. No, it's right pretty, now. it's pretty cool. I, I don't know how long it's been going on, but last year when I went, um, it was neat. We went went down there, and it was a full experience. I mean, it's really, really oh, cool. So I don't know how far those tunnels go, but if it's, uh, you know, they should, it would be neat if they can kind of connect all the, uh, you know, oh, man, all the casinos so together. Well, yeah. even even walking from one end of the, the SEMA show to the other end, I was like, holy crap, I'm. Oh, Oh, how many miles? How many steps did you get? In? I didn't even look. It's like, I was I like, it's like well, seven miles, if I'm not mistaken. If you're constantly busy and you're going to the booths, not having them come to you. Oh, not uh, just that, but we had Apex at the Venetian. Oh, so gosh. I was going back and forth between the Venetian and the you know the actual convention center. I was like, oh, I'm exhausted. I haven't covered anything. Yeah. <laughs> and Vegas is kind of weird where you think, oh, I, it's not that far. Yeah, you it's look right there. out there. I walked to Apex once and I'll never do it again. I oh, thought it was no. really close and I just kept going in miles. one casino, come out the other. You get lost. I'm like, oh no, just uh, you know, take the tram that you know works yes. now, or just uh, get an Uber or a cab. Yeah. <laughs> well, the cool part was even the halls were nuts because I actually mm. walked around to. I thought I did a pretty good job day one, and then I realized that there was the North Hall, and I was like, oh, yeah. oh my uh -huh. gosh, I missed an entire section. Thing. Uh, so that, yeah, but then they yeah. also had like the racing, you know, on one end of mm -hmm. the convention on the outside center. in the parking yeah. lot, and yeah, they have the drifting cars, the drifting. And, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, cool. they, it's really yeah. it's really come a long way in the last. I mean, like I said, you know, I started in '97 and two halls, and now I have, now they have five or six halls, and they have the outside. They never had that outside area, oh, wow. um, but it's good to see the industry thriving. I think that's the biggest thing. It's like the show's not shrinking, especially with COVID that just happened. Uh, people weren't sure what was going to happen with the SEMA show. Um, not the people that work for SEMA. I mean, no. they're, 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 pretty, they're pretty optimistic, but everyone else in the industry uh, and less traveling too. people were thinking, wow, I don't actually have to go to SEMA. But the funny thing is, is people love to go to that I think show. You have to. Yeah, you, you really do. I mean, if you want to be seen, uh, you want your product to be seen. I mean, I feel like I work for SEMA. I don't. I work actually for car parts, <laughs> but, uh, but it's, a, it's a great show. If there's one show to go to all year, I mean, you're gonna, it's a one-stop shop. It yeah. really is. So I'm glad that we were there. And um, I think we had, what, car parts? And what was the, uh, did we do with J.C. Whitney yeah, as well? Yeah, so we launched so, the, yeah. the J.C. Whitney magazine. So I was actually walking around. We did this inaugural issue that's actually super heavy paper. Mm -hmm. And so I, I was Big carrying stock. like 15 yeah. issues. Oh and I was like, gosh. this is like 
30 pounds. And so day two, I, I walked around with my, my luggage because I'm like, I'm not going to. You need, you need the roll bag. The you roll know, bag. You, 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 got, roll. you have to. You know. And they all, if, I don't know if they still have it, but there are certain areas where they actually have publications that you can actually yes. send them ahead. Yes, I didn't even get there. So you, you send them ahead of time, and there's I think it's almost in every hall. And you have, you know, Hemmings, you know, Motor Trend here, and they just have a stack. So, I mean, that'd be something to look into next year just to kind of send them, you know, 20,000 copies ahead of time or whatever. And they they would just fill all those those spots. So that way people are just going and picking them up and you're not having to hand out every, you know. That's still fun. You know what I end up doing? You want to touch it, you want to hand it to them, and you want to talk about it. Oh, yeah. Well, what I did for a few of them, because I was, you know, I just ran out of time. I ended up just writing inside the magazine. I said, hey, love your car. Get in touch with me. Oh, cool. And then I just dropped it on the car. And that actually worked. Everybody got in touch. So I was like, oh, well, that's way good. easier than talking to people. Oh, yeah, sure, right? <laughs> now, <laughs> that's excellent. One thing I did notice at the show was that there were like a million Broncos. And so yeah. I know you do off-roading. Uh, there were a lot of Jeeps, too, and, sure. and all the other vehicles. But Broncos were like, I'd say, number one. You're going to see that every i mean the sema for you know for the, the the year i started 97 it was the dodge i think it was the uh, the dodge um oh gosh not the durango i forget I what it was durango. but every but everybody that does a project car they go to the manufacturer they get one they build it up so you're going to see a hundred of those and then you're going to see the yeah you mentioned that you haven't you had an fj you yeah know, the year that the fj came <clears throat> came out in 08 um Everybody went, even Motor Trend at the time. We went and got one. We built it up. So you know, we put it in our booths. You're all, any vehicle uh, that's okay. newly launched, you're going to see a ton of them out there. And and especially with the uh, the aftermarket, everybody mm-hmm. is building parts for those. Um, and uh, so you're going to see them on display in all the booths. And, oh, that makes sense. Know, the Bronco's pretty cool. Though. I, yeah. You know, I'm a Jeep guy. I've got a 2016 Jeep Rubicon on 37s, you know, with, you know, fully armored out. And I actually nice. use it. People think, you know, too clean. Yeah, like, too oh, clean. you don't take it. Like, no, look underneath yeah. there. Some, there are a lot of scratches. <laughs> There's some dirt on here. Yeah. Um, but the Broncos are really neat. You know, I wanted to hate them. Uh, but then when I saw them and they come, you know, with, you know, I, I, 30, I think the Raptor's 37s, wow. you know, and the the Wild Peak has 35s on it, you know, front and rear locker. Um I don't know about all those panels with the top quite yet, because uh, there's so many creases and seams. I don't know how, oh, they, how if they're going to leak perform. or whatever, but yeah. they're neat looking and um, they're super capable. That's awesome. Yeah. Now let's talk about that for a second, just in terms of like the panels, because like, mm-hmm. I think we all think of off-roading is just well, you just pop in the car and you know drive over some rocks and whatever, get some mud here and there. Mm-hmm. But the car is actually flexing the entire time. So is that what happens with those panels? They just start popping or no because it's it's uh now if it was a unibody probably there's more flex mm-hmm. but it's frame it's you know it's a body on frame so you're gonna have less flex and it's not really that it's just the the weather just the the rubber seals mm. they just get dried out you get dust in them um they just stop sealing i mean mine's a 2016 i've never had a leak until like last year it's oh, like wow. I, it would be, we had all that rain here. seven years yeah, it's yeah it's not too bad and i and i think there's a certain um like lubricant that you can use to kind of rejuvenate the seals. Uh, so that's something to look at. Some people would be like, oh, I do Vaseline. Oh, I do WD-40. Well, WD-40 is kind of like a solvent. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't do that. Uh, it kind of eats the rubber away. So there's That's certain... actually a really good note because everybody yeah. loves WD-40. Yeah, they do. <laughs> oh, I, it's, you, you, you can use it for anything, you know. Um, I... You know, if you have a decal that you're trying to get off your car, um, WD-40 works mm. really well because it just it's like an, a, you know it's a, like a solvent. Um, but also, if you got a bad squeak, like if there was one year where I was um, 
at uh, Moab Easter Jeep Safari, mm. and I had my WJ. It's a you know it's a Grand Cherokee, and I just kept this high pitched squeaking, squeaking, squeaking. Oh, I'm like, what boy. the heck? And I finally figured out it was the front drive shaft, and so I grabbed a bunch of WD40 and I just shot it, and it went away. Awesome. For like two days, but at least it, at least it wasn't <laughs> annoying. At least it wasn't annoying. <laughs> On a trip, uh, yeah, you don't yeah, want yeah. That. So, um, but yeah, so the uh, so the off roading, um, you know, the flexing that yeah, doesn't really too much. I mean, the, the okay. flexing more than anything, it's going to be with uh, just the suspension components, mm-hmm. not the body. Now, you were mentioning with the Bronco that they did fix a couple things that you see with the Jeep. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we talk about the doors that you mentioned, the doors and the mirrors and kind of how uh, Bronco kind of mm-hmm. allows you to take off the doors without having to restructure the car. <laughs> yeah, they, they addressed a few things. Again, I'm a Jeep guy. I love love my straight axle. Um, not the death wobble, but the, the straight <laughs> axle, yeah. Uh, but when I first got the Jeep, you, didn't, you don't realize that you take the doors off, the mirrors are gone. Like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? So you have to get aftermarket mirrors you put on there. But then when you want to put the doors back on, you have to take those off. Mm. Um, and, you know, the, uh, so the Jeep uh, or Bronco address that. They, the actual mirrors are on the A-pillar. Mm. So they're, you know, you take the doors off, the mirrors are always there. And I ended up doing that that aftermarket upgrade on mine too so yeah you can go to a different company like four wheel parts or somewhere and and purchase them i don't think for, uh, car parts yet has that i think we're building up our inventory like with mopar parts which is what i buy we just recently turned them on so carparts.com it's great now when i want mopar stuff i can go to our site and just buy it hmm. um but there's some like specialty items like the aftermarket mirrors for a certain jeep we don't we're not carrying that yeah that's fine um, but yeah, the, 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 I, I like the Bronco. And what was the other thing that I that I mentioned? There was the mirrors, and there was there was something else. Well, I guess the the independent front suspension. Yeah, you know, you know I love I love the straight axle. I love everything that comes with it, except for the the dreaded death wobble. That uh, it's either your track bar, it's your ball joints, it's something. Um, <clears throat> and I had that six nine months ago wow. i hit I, I hit like a pothole and my steering wheel just started sh- shimmering and i'm like oh my god shimmying and then i slowed down it went away and it took me about two months to figure out what it was so i replaced the track bar felt a little better replaced the ball joints felt a little better and it's just a combination of all those things and it's yeah. just the strange it's not one thing it's like a combination of like four or five things that really just has that slack in the steering wheel now so. now when you do get the death wobble i know i used to, to ride motorcycles here mm-hmm. in la uh when that happens i just took my foot off the you know slow down my, yeah. <laughs> hand off slow the accelerator down. some people say like, you speed up too like oh like, my god. Oh god no way no i just slow down it, it happened to me, go away. happened to me two times once never on the freeway i don't think it actually happens above a certain speed it's like the car tracks but it was always like 30 to 40 miles per hour in in my experience anyway and yeah just slow down until it stopped and then just like (laughs) (laughs) it's just it's violent you think your whole front suspension is going to fall off i mean it's yeah it's it's gnarly yeah download the carparts.com app and accelerate convenience with access to over eight hundred fifty thousand auto parts at your fingertips we make it easier to find the parts you need Anytime, anywhere. Get it now on the Apple App Store and Google Play. J.C. Whitney is back.
the original auto parts catalog, a garage staple and cultural cornerstone for over 100 years, is now a magazine. Whether you're a newcomer or a longtime gearhead, J.C. Whitney instills confidence by delivering expertly curated auto parts and a gateway to engaging community experiences, entertainment, resources, and inspiration. Learn more about the new J.C. Whitney at jcwhitney.com. Oh, well, now it's, uh, that's good to know because, yeah. you know, a lot of people who yeah, maybe just haven't gone off-roading and kind of loosen up things where that can happen. Well, that's it. It's like you're... In my, you know, for me, I use it. I go out there and, you know, I've been, I've been to Moab Easter Jeep Safari. I've done Pridget Canyon. I've done, you know, Cane Creek. Uh, what's the gnarly? It's like one, it's, um, oh my gosh. Uh, it's on, it's on, the, it's on a ledge. It's like a thousand foot drop and you're just right on the edge. Oh, the edge. Uh, cliff, uh, cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. That's what it is. Yeah. Oh, so it's sense. crazy because you're going and then you look down and there's like a thousand foot drop right there and you got a sheer wall on the other side. It's just maybe a 10 foot trail that you have to stay on and it's not flat. There's like obstacles on it. So it's, well, it's... yeah, you get out there and you start moving those parts around and things are going to wear out much faster. Oh. But, ah, that's, but that's, that's the point though. It right? is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Take it Absolutely. Now, if you are just starting though, uh, what would you recommend in terms of a trail, say here in California, if somebody's like, I want, you know, I got my new Bronco. Mm-hmm. I want to test it out. What's a good, uh, good starter path. Uh, I really like Big Bear. I mean, from L.A., you know, Mammoth, they've got really good trails up there as well, but that's six hours. Uh, Big Bear is two and a half. And I go up there, um, my buddies and I, we go up two or three times a year in the summertime. And it's it's just, you go north of the the ski resorts or the south side of the lake, Mm -hmm. but the north side, there's like Fawn Skin, and there's like 15 or 20 trails up there. So, and it's anywhere from like intermediate to hardcore. Nice. Uh, there are some that are super, super crazy. Um, but uh, like Gold Mountain, there's some guys at work that have had, you know, a Toyota and some other vehicles on 33s, which are smaller tires. Mm. Um, and I've recommended them go up there and just kind of test out That's a few fun. of the, yeah, you do some beginner trails, but then you have John Bull, which is, they call it the gatekeeper. It's like all these boulders stacked up. And if you can't get through the gatekeeper, you don't have any business going through the rest of it. Oh, that's good. That's yeah, it is trial. good because if you get through it, then you're like, okay, I can do it. They're like, well, did you have fun? Like, no, I didn't have fun. That's all. <laughs> that well, the then worst. turn around and go back. You know, if you didn't have fun doing that, then you're not going to like the rest of it. Oh, man. Uh, but yeah, it's we're uh, very fortunate uh, in Southern California. And there's trails up there that I've heard are even more amazing that I've mm. never done. So. Um, oh, there's like four or five cool. that we just do constantly. We know, we know the trails, we do them, you know, forward and backwards and, you know, uh, but it's, it's enough to, you know, make, you know, keep, keep the fun, keep you it interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep it interesting. That's awesome. So do you usually go in groups like that as a, a you know, kind of a caravan? Of- That's a good point. You, I don't, you don't want to do that by yourself. Mm-hmm. I've seen people up there by themselves and a drive shaft breaks and you actually, we've had to get a tow strap and tow, you know, tow a guy out and it ruins my day. Yeah. You know, it's like, dude, I was going that way you're going this way. <laughs> and it's like four miles, but we, you're not going to leave anybody behind. Um, but if he had somebody with him, he wouldn't have had to rely on us. Mm. Uh, and then also if something like drastically breaks like a hub or something and you're tight, your wheels like off, to, you need to get in your buddy's car, go into town, get the part and then go back on go the back trail. And, and I will say as bad as that is, the best times I've ever had was when something broke because you know, you're like, Oh yeah, I went wheeling. How was it? And I'll say everything's fine. I was like, Oh my God, this one time though, we were, oh, we were up right. on doing this crawl and then my drive shaft, it gets snapped. And, uh, we had to get in the car, go into town to the auto shop and get another drive shaft. And like, those are the, 
it sucks, but at the same time, those are the most memorable. Those are the memories, yeah. yeah. Well, it's yeah. an adventure, you know, is, with yeah. a mission, mm-hmm. and that's that's a ton of fun. I think one time I went up to Shaver Lake and we went uh, quadding on some trail. I'd never been there mm-hmm. before. The guy's like, I'm like, well, is it? You know, I don't do this very often. Like, how hard is the trail? And he's like, oh, it's it's nothing. It's oh, no geez. problem. And I was like, oh, okay. So he tells me it's no problem. But we got up to some of these, you know, like 50-degree grades with, like, oh rocks. And I'm like, well, I said this was fine. Yeah, in the UTV, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I was like, gosh. so I just charged it and got through it. And then afterwards, I was like, that was not easy at yeah, all yeah, no, or no. fun. But, you, but you're there. You have <laughs> but you're to there. do it. You, you have, made you have it. no choice. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, nothing broke. A lot of it. Yeah. A <laughs> pump, you know. Yeah. That's cool. So in terms of, say, being ready for that, like something breaking, uh, what do you suggest would be kind of your kit, like your essential kit for? Oh, you definitely need, like, to do that, you want a winch, you know, mm. you want a winch in the front of the vehicle. Um, there's many different brands out there. You know, Car Parts offers almost all of them, I think. Uh, you definitely want a recovery bag, which has a toe strap, mm. you know. Um, you want a high lift jack that helps. And people are like, well, why do you need a high lift jack? There's been there's one time where a guy in front of me he got stuck high centered on a rock and he couldn't go anywhere. Wow. And even though he didn't have a place to to anchor the winch or anything, so what you do? It's weird. It's it's just a tool that you can use any way you want. So you jack up the vehicle. So we jacked up and we just tipped it over. <laughs> we just kept tipping it over until he was back on the trail and he got the high lift jack and. Um, that, and you have a tool, a complete tool set, you know, you, mm-hmm. you, you got to, everybody should know their own vehicle, you know, like, Hey, I need standard. I need metric. Um, do I need, you know, do I need to bring my power tools, your cordless tools? Mm. Um, I do that too. So oh, I have an impact wrench, a, you know, a Sawzall, you nice. believe it or not. Like, I messed <laughs> up, yeah. I messed up a bumper one time on my old Jeep and it, the, the front uh, bumper, and it's like, I don't know, a quarter inch steel. It got bent down and it was hitting my tire. Ah. And I'm like, oh my God, it's going to ruin my tire. So saws all that whole bumper right in half. And then I could, it sucked. I had to get a new bumper, <laughs> but, a new I, but I got off the trail. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, you definitely want to be prepared. Oh. Well, I know yeah. for, you know, me just having regular cars, you have like the, you know, aerodynamic uh, shield on the bottom and it falls oh. down and then it's sparking out the back and everybody's oh yelling at you. And you're like, why is everybody staring at yeah, me right now? What's going on? Leave me alone. Here. <laughs> no, and, and, and maintenance as well. You know, before you go on a big trip, you mm. want to make sure that you kind of go where, go through everything. Um, you know, lube up the chassis, make sure your tire pressure. If you have bead locks, that's another big thing. Mm. Um, make sure all those are tight. Uh, make sure all the, the all the bolts are tight. That's a, that's a really big one. I, I've gone a few times where, you know, the air is leaking out <clears throat> on the on the trails. I'm like, what's going on? And you go through and you start torquing some of them. Like four bolts are loose. Like, how the hell that, <laughs> happen? that happens sometimes. Yeah, yeah, well, it's better to be on a trail going five miles an hour oh, than go eighty miles an hour on the yeah, freeway. Wheel yeah. fly off. No, yeah. that's great. Well, actually, this, this I think we should probably make a uh, checklist at this point. Just kind that's of like, a, yeah, a, yeah. Hey, check this crap out it'll take you 20 30 minutes get your kit together mm-hmm. and uh you know have a plan and a buddy no you're, you, you are right i mean i've been doing it for so long it's just second nature yeah. but when people are new i tell them okay do this this and this and it's like off the top of my head but yeah you're right there should be like a checklist to show like hey be prepared have this um you know what kind of vehicle do you have mm-hmm. there are more common problems with this you know you got the jeep death wobble you know it's like <laughs> uh, so Here's yeah stuff you might have to do it no well you see you know like we used to go to yosemite a lot mm-hmm. and so you go up to yosemite and you have somebody in you know a toyota corolla on a dirt road somehow and you're like what are you I'm how do you think kid. this is gonna work yeah it's yeah. magic no, you <laughs> see that up in big bear quite a bit yeah as well. big bear like too. you see uh 
the, 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 the best one, I think, is you got these really built rigs. They're capable. And then you have rocker. You know the rock sliders mm-hmm. on the side to protect your rocker guard. You know, I've seen a lot of people not have them. They just bash their vehicle up and they can't open their doors anymore. I'm like, that's a brand new vehicle. But the worst is you have the rocker, but then there's a big step, a welded-on step. Mm-hmm. And it, it just catches on everything. So you're going up and over a rock, and the sliders nice. are there for a reason. You're supposed to slide up and over a rock. But if you have a huge step that's like you know, five inches hanging down, you're just getting snagged on those things. So I had a buddy one time with those. I'm like, dude, you're not going to like those sliders. I mean, you know, Sawzall. (laughs) (laughs) So he got, he got, he got stuck and we just like, it's to cut those off. And then it was the problem solved. I mean, it didn't look great, but we got, we got through the trail. So, so, so if somebody's thinking about, Hey, I might, I might be interested in off-roading. What vehicle would you recommend would be a good uh, kind of starter off-road? Um, I think, you know, like the older, I mean, even the JK, like, you know, my, you don't have to have a, you know, Rubicon four door JKU, mm-hmm. you can get, you can get the two door and just get the sport package and then build it up. Nice. Um, I already knew what I wanted. I've been doing this for a long time. So I got the Rubicon with the, you know, it's got the automatic sway bar disconnect, it, which is pretty awesome. Everything's pushed. You feel like you're cheating because you're just pushing the buttons <laughs> and you're easy. going, everybody's getting out, locking their hubs and doing this and sway. I'm like, I push it, my sway bar disconnects and I'm, I've got my cappuccino, you know, in, <laughs> yeah. um, but I, you know, if you like a, like a sports utility vehicle, I would say an XJ because it's like the older um, uh, Cherokee. It's not the Grand Cherokee, but Mm -hmm. the more square ones. Those are really good entry-level vehicles, and they're extremely capable. Um, Toyota pickups, you know, I mean, if you want want to – Toyota's a really good way to go, even though I'm not a huge – like, I've had them. I like them. I'm a Jeep guy, but those motors just go forever. Yeah. Yeah. And it's – it's all your self-preference. I mean, whatever you grew up with. But there's a lot, a lot of options out there that are, you know, fairly affordable. That's awesome. So yeah. if somebody wants to learn about off-roading, uh, do you usually have – I know, go on the trail, try mm-hmm. it out, you know, get a buddy who's probably done it before. That's a good way to do it. Uh, but if you're trying to get more advanced, say you're, like, you know, talking about those trails where you have the, the gatekeeper mm-hmm. in the way. Is there a way to learn more other than just doing it more often? That's a great thing about YouTube. I mean, most of those trails, you know, people have put a camera on their vehicle from oh, beginning to end, like beginning, oh, like smart. they'll fast forward through some of the spots where it's boring. Um, but I've done that a few times where I wanted to go through, I forget which one is, I think it was Holcomb Valley mm. and I hadn't done it before, or I did it many, many years ago and I forgot. And I just wanted to see, you know, Hey, how, how about? crazy is it? And there was a certain guy like out of like 50 videos, there was one guy that did the whole thing. So you're actually going along with him. You can see and you can pick in your lines and, you know, maybe maybe that vehicle's not as built up or maybe there's one built up even more. So he's going through crazy hard lines. Um, <clears throat> but I think, you know, go going, you know, the, you, there's a video for everything out there. That's awesome. Well, and we'll probably be, be uh, producing some, too. That would be fantastic. You know, I think we, we could put together a trip, go to Big Bear. Oh, absolutely. Uh, get some footage, break some stuff. Well, we got it. plenty of people on the team that got <laughs> off-road capable rigs. We just got to get them, you know, you know, put the PTO and take the time off, you know. Awesome. Yeah, then we can do a podcast on the top of the mountain. Let's do it. There yeah. you go. All right. Well, we'll set that up. Thank you so much, Jerome. Really appreciate your time. Uh, where can people learn more about having me? Uh, are we wrapping up or no? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm sorry <laughs> we'll about that. Yeah, I was like, oh, uh, am I going to? Yeah. So we'll have to cut that one. Um, no, Mark, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. It's uh, good to be a part of this. And. You know, I can't wait to uh, see the rest of them. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll be having lots uh, you on a lot more, I'm sure, because I know your your experience uh, 
spans quite a bit. I'm very interested in all the, yeah, the we, stuff. We you scratched the surface. <laughs> this is just yeah. There's a there's a the well, we could talk motorcycles, you know, oh, Ducatis. Nice. Yeah, we could we could talk a lot of different stuff. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, and thank you so much for listening. Tune in next time. We're gonna have lots more to talk about all different types of car culture. So stay tuned.